The Walk the Mile podcast is produced on Gadigal land. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which Skeg Starlinghurst stands, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to Elders past and present. May our reconciliation be an ongoing process of love and compassion. Hello everyone, I'm Gary Lee Lindsay, school chaplain at Skeggs Darlinghurst, and you're listening to Walk the Mile, a podcast that opens up conversations that we need to have. Hello everybody and welcome to... 2023, to walk the mile 2023. I hope you've had a bit of a break and a holiday. Good to have you here as we start the new year, the new school year. It should be very exciting. Don't know what's going to come our way yet. Here I am today sitting before the school year has begun with one of uh, my very good friends and a long time serving, if that's the right way to put it, member of staff. Laura Connolly, how are you, Laura? Ah, uh, Mr. Lee Lindsay, I'm fabulous. <laughs> Long time serving. I mean, oh my gosh, it doesn't feel like that, but yeah, I've how, been. I've how been many here. years have you been here? This is my eleventh. So I started in twenty thirteen, the beginning of that year. So yeah, right. Yeah, so, so years. I've come over the decade. I'm I'm in that second phase that's of it right. now. That's right. You've made it. The initiation. <laughs> the yeah, ten year initiation. The ten years. That's it. <laughs> Is there some sort of equivalent to it? I don't know, but yes, I, I'm, I'm 11 years starting, so yeah. Good on you, champ. And did you have a good holiday? Absolute gift. I mean, I, you appreciate them. Like, you, you absolutely really do value them. But I, I just think in so many varied professions in life, where can you get the opportunity to, you know, work really hard and, and, and invest in, you know, even if it is nine weeks, ten weeks, whatever, but to be given two weeks off or to be given the breath of the time we've had mm. off over the summer... It's just amazing, it's and great, isn't it? you know, I really feel like, you know, the deserving element is there, but it's it's just it's a real push to stop, to pause, to to just kind of you know, fill your cup, and yeah. it certainly allowed me to do that. I had had a had a great yeah. break. And you had a big year last year too, didn't you? Yeah, look, it, it was it was it was it was hard. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, it was hard in lots of different ways, but in enriching in in many others. It was hard because you know, my role changed and I wasn't sure uh, how I was going to go about my, my, my daily sort of, you know, I guess, tasks. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, there was a lot of growth and I, I am a better person for the time and, and, and what I did last year, um, you know, I, I'd love to look back on as a pivotal moment in my life, professionally and personally, because... I gave too much in some ways and, and I know what that feels like now and I can sort of, you know, see the signs and, and pivot and change and, and I think that, you know, a real test this year will be implementing the, the learned behaviours that I had last year. So You're right. Mm. And you've had time to stop and think about that. Exactly. And I think that's a really good point. Like, you know, even over the break where, you know, spending time with my, my friends and my family, like I was prefacing in those first 
minutes of seeing people like I'm so sorry I haven't seen you and, mm. and I haven't responded to that text message yeah. or I haven't been able to go to you know that gathering um, because I didn't get the balance right and you know uh, that to me was you know quite humbling in one way because I, I'd like to think that you know I give as much as what I get as well you know but I wasn't in that sort of frame last year in some ways but um, but yeah it was definitely in those conversations with, with, with the people that are closest to me in my life. Mm -hmm. um, it, was, it, was, it was hard sometimes to hear from them that, you know, that they've missed me or that they, sure. they, they worried for me, which, you know, is really lovely to hear. But at the same time, I have to really look hard at, at what I was doing to look after myself in, mm -hmm. in those busy moments and things. So, um, but yeah, definitely a good time to, to sort of retreat into my family and friends and, and, and think about, you know, lessons learned, like I said. Good. I want to come back to that in a moment, but I'm just aware that there might be people who may not know that last year you became the head of pastoral care. And it was sort of, I don't want to say by accident, because it wasn't an accident. You were <laughs> definitely the person who needed to be in that job. But it, it came about because our previous head of pastoral care got ill, you were acting head of pastoral care for a while, mm -hmm. so it was very rapid wasn't it, like stepping into that role and it is a, it's a big role and I guess until you work in a school you don't actually understand how big it can be or how much it does consume you. Mm -hmm. what, what were the consuming parts for you? Because you talked about how you're able to stop and look back and go, well, yeah, you know, I could see now that it's had an impact on me. What were some of those parts, do you think, which made it a hard year? Mm. Yeah, look, there's like many different moving pieces, I suppose, when you, when you kind of look at it from a timeline perspective, like the, the transition of my role initially in the space of, of moving into that sort of more of a, a senior executive position as, as director of student well-being um, you know it was trying to formulate the vision and the purpose of what the role was for me and mm. at the core of it is our students and if I could see that I could have a you know a, a defining voice at the table and a space where I could sort of you know influence and create uh, and sort of continue the already strong pillars of pastoral care that we have in the community then I knew that this was the right role for me and um, you know how it came about was really difficult I, I was very close with with our previous you know director of pastoral care professionally and you know um, it was trying to understand how my own journey was going to start within that role so um, I think the hard part was was finding my own voice was finding my own sort of you know kind of space to say i want this and i want to do the best job that i can but also to be patient and not expect myself to completely come in and you know sort of say that this is what's going to happen and this is what's going to what it's going to be like because that's not how we are as a community and mm. um, we're an extremely invested patient reflective um you know group of, of humans and regardless of whatever level you sit at um, you know it is all of us in this together and I wanted to feel that 
you know, not only the students, but the staff and the community could see how I could transition into this role and, and bring something different. And, you know, the hard parts was just formulating the time sure. to balance that. And we were yeah. up and down, you know, and... Yeah, because the, the kids, they, they came straight away. It wasn't <laughs> like you could say, hang on, I'm just sitting here working out what my role is. Can yes. you leave me alone? Yeah, no, that's... The work that. came, hit you straight away. Yes, and I think that, that that that's a real affirmation though too, because to me, I know at, at, at sort of the core of my existence is my sort of capacity for relationships mm. with um, both my, you know, sort of students in my classroom, students in my care, and, and whatever role I've had, um, I've always tried to keep that at, at the focus. So. Um, Yes, the, the students um, came to the door and, and sometimes I, I sent them across the uh, sort of balcony over to your door and <laughs> other times we, we, we tag teamed. But um, I think that that to me, again, is a real strength of where we started because the students know that we're here. Mm. And sometimes it is just a, an ear to listen. Sometimes it's a, you know, a reassuring... Um, you know sort of piece of advice sometimes it's a bit of tough love and mm. it's you know you got to suck that in and you got to go now and, and learn from it and grow from it and you know that's just part of the journey of, of any sort of care model within a school community and um, you know I think that that was a good I guess overall feeling within me to know that the student body had a sense of trust mm. that I was not only going to advocate for them but i was also going to sort of you know really try and sort of give them the right direction that they needed in those moments and and, and i think that that's something that you know i find i guess very positive about the year in general um you know there's a lot like i said and, and started with that w was hard but yeah. you know if i was able to you know wake up every morning and still jump out of bed knowing that I was going to come to work and be surrounded by young people who you know genuinely you know sort of were grateful and appreciative of the care that we give um, then I know I'm doing a good job yeah good on you mm. where do you get your passion from where do you like where do you see it originate from because I don't think the role that you're in or pastoral care in general my view is that it's hard to teach someone how to care for somebody mm. you can tell people to go and care for people but whether that happens whether even if people think it's a good idea how does that eventuate mm. sometimes you know in chapel I'll be talking about accepting people into your groups and mm. all those things and then at lunchtime that day I'll have a girl come in and say she's just been kicked out of a group and I think oh well maybe I wasted my time talking about that mm, yeah <laughs> so where did you learn do you think to care for people or do, is it an innate thing is it just something that's part of your character or you know what's formulated your ideas about it? oh Gary it's just been role model to me my whole life like I have been surrounded by the best of human nature whether at its building block in my home uh, raised by a number of you know siblings and you know sort of <laughs> <laughs> the space where you know I, I set in kind of a, a sort of a, a hierarchy at home whether you know I have 
you know, many of the students know this, and I, I, I do sort of, you know, sort of quite easily and openly talk about the fact that I, I'm one of ten, you know, and I've been baptized into the world in a way that is one of, of giving mm -hmm. and one of, you know, really sort of structuring your values based on, on how you can help others. And, you know, I saw it models, like I said, by my older brothers and sisters, always helping us. We were the younger ones. I was number nine. Yeah. Um, and it was how they stepped in, you know, when I didn't have the adults sort of there, if my mom was working or, you know, if there was, um, you know, sort of things that needed to get happened or done. Um, and it was, it was broadened and strengthened to, you know, sort of our extended family. So I think when you think about how I learned to be the kind of person I am and why I value so much the care model of thinking of others, it, it started at home. Mm -hmm. And it was then how I sort of ventured out into my own journey of school. And, you know, I loved school. <laughs> like, like, and I know school is hard and I know it's not for, you know, there's lots of different school systems. And I learned a lot when I first came to Australia, you know, over 20 years ago. Like, I didn't understand that there was public schools and Catholic yeah. schools and private schools. Like it, the way I was raised, you just go to your local school and, yeah. and that's just how it was. So it was a real interesting kind of journey for me to try and sort of see how that sort of topography set in my teaching when I started out here in Australia. So, um, you know, knowing the importance of the school community for me was as equal as my home community and I I was you know sort of kind of exposed in a way to all different sort of walks of life and you know when you think about sort of the Christian values of, of the community that I was raised coming from you know I guess really Catholic schooling um, you know we were you know sort of taught by you know sort of nuns and priests and then you know the lay teachers and lay principals and you know um, it was very much, um, you know, kind of a, a space of holding those individuals with the great respect that you would hold your parents. And I've always had that in me to sort of look and I didn't question it a lot, certainly in those younger years. I kind of just, you know, as in, it was not ever anything to me that the teacher uh, and the school community you know, you kind of just got on with it. You know, yeah. if, you, if you didn't have the relationship with the teacher, because, you know, I had a maths teacher who was torture. Like she was just, I, she wouldn't smile or she wouldn't say good morning to us. It was just in, work, out. Yeah. And I get it. And that was her model. And, you know, she got results. But then I had this amazing religion teacher who would come and get us to sit in a circle. And she would, you know, want us to talk about how our weekend was and what the day ahead was like. And mm. so it was kind of all of these individuals were feeding different elements to me. Mm. And I think that that sort of, again, kind of that, that sort of jigsaw part of human nature started building my own sort of self-awareness of who I wanted mm. to be. And, um, you know, I, I know that for me in my teaching profession, I, I've, I've, you know, like to think I've always had that kind of firm but fair approach but I think I knew very early on teaching that the only way that I was going to be internally happy within my profession was to really ensure that my students knew I cared mm. and I think that that has just been you know the greatest kind of I guess almost gift to myself because if I can if I can have that 
core connection that they know I care about them and and sometimes that care like I said is, is with a little bit of tough love um, you know then the learning comes yeah. and the experiences come yeah. and uh, I think you know that's something that you know I've been um, I guess kind of proud of in a way too because it's something that's reflected back from the students to me over the years whatever yeah. sort of community I've been teaching in because they come to you is that is that what you mean or they seek yeah. you out or? well that and also just the gratitude like I can feel it in their words yeah. I can see it in their actions I can you know sort of I can have moments where almost like a fly on the wall I've seen how they've taken some advice that I've given and implemented and acted in, in yeah. a way that has sort of resolved something yeah. for them and you know um you know, I, I, you talk about values in life, and I think about you know, there's some real core values. You know, when I think about humility and integrity, to me that I see that as something that's very important because I'm not all show and tell. Like I don't need to have you know all the airs and graces sometimes that the come accolades. with the yes, exactly right. That come with with leadership in that way. Mm. Um, I I want more than anything. Um, the path of the young people in my care to be one that, you know, they go out and make the world a better place. Mm. You know? Good on you. Just as you were talking, like you, you are, and I know, I, I don't just get it from this conversation, but I know, just from knowing you for the past 11 years, um, you are an obviously caring person. You don't have to go up to, somebody, to someone and say, hi, I'm Laura, and I'm a very caring person. <laughs> yeah. It is. It just is wear like a, a name badge on my forehead or something. It is tangible. But then as we began with the conversation, it does have its its drawbacks in the sense mm. that, you know, who, that old adage of who cares for the carer. Yes. And, it, and again, last year was a difficult year. And if you don't mind me talking about, you know, your mum passed mm -hmm. away during that year. Mm -hmm and you had to go back home mm -hmm. to, to see her and be with her, which was important and, mm. and helpful. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like that sometimes there's a bit of a dilemma, mm. I guess, because mm. your role is to care or your role mm. is to listen, your role is to be there, but you've also got this other pull from family and friends mm -hmm. that you want to be there for them, but then there's also this within you mm -hmm. like you need something as well mm -hmm. where do your needs come into all of this how do you do that how do you i mean maybe you don't know because you said you, you want to do it this year yeah. this is the year that well, you're do it better do it better yeah yes <laughs> what, what what are some ideas you've come up with to begin with yes because we haven't played it out yet we haven't no. gone through the exercise <laughs> what are you hoping for oh i know what i have to do gary and i know what that looks like it's just it's it's making the hard decisions around prioritizing and it, it is i am no good to anyone no mm. students no staff no family if i cannot commit to a model of self-care that prioritizes me and that might be the simplicity of when you're talking about tangible activities you know you and I meeting for breakfast at 7.30 on a Tuesday morning and, and walking up the road and, and actually just sort of sitting and talking and enjoying each other's company for 20 minutes, a half an hour, 
um, without the core being of it being business. Mm. It's it's the relationship of, of what you and I have. Um, it might be that, you know, I have to frame logistically where I can find time. And I say to the students all the time, you find time in time. Like, yeah. you know, when I have to look at, you know, what the days look like. And if I'm going to save time by getting on a train and public transport, then I'm going to do that. I need to commit to that as opposed to the convenience of jumping in a car and, mm. and, and sort of, you know, even from a sustainable point of view, I have to revisit what my day looks like. Um, and, you know, sometimes the busyness of life, like you talk about logistics of, of, of traffic and A to B and, you know, sometimes, you know, we even as a family have been talking about this in the last couple of weeks, we had more, you know, time as a family around the dinner table in the last month than we've had in the last year and to put the tablecloth on the dinner mm. table to sit and mm. actually have dinner together um mm. was just you know it, 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 they're just priceless and yeah. you know we committed as a family to say that you know absolutely one night a week and it requires us on a sunday to say which day suits everyone to have dinner together yeah. you know this week because it'll change and it's dynamic yeah. and yeah. you know sometimes it'll work and sometimes it won't but you know as a family we've said you know laura you're home and we are not talking dinner at 8 eight thirty. like yeah. you know you want dinner to be able to be a time where you can sort of have it you know in that space where people are home and they're hungry you know yeah. um so that was something i think you know you talk about just that real tangible space to, to lock things in um but i also am, I'm, I'm acutely aware and i'm very invested in you know i gain energy from helping people like that's just my in my dna dna yeah. it, it helps me function better yeah. and that's me that is not everybody and i don't ever want to feel like i am projecting a model that you know makes others feel overworked or you or know exactly same. right exactly right and I, I i really think that that's something that um that you know sort of gets caught up in the busyness of work sometimes for some people and I, w I want people to be you know sort of almost in a way I suppose kind of happy for me mm. because I'm happy mm. and I want that to be a joyous kind of collaborative space for all of us and I'm talking about our broader well-being team here at even school where you know we've got this facets of our form teachers our year coordinators we mm. have a new head of student well-being programs coming on board we've got you know you as our chaplain we've got the, the senior leaders like we've got this you know it's it's almost like a, a spider web where all these little sort of mm. threads are working together to achieve you know the ultimate you know sort of model that allows people to get the best out of their days mm. you know and I just think that that's something as well that that needs to be reflected on. But um, you know, I think the other aspect is, uh, you know, whilst we've mentioned you know the ups and downs of last year, and and personally in losing, you know, my mom as the matriarch of our family, you know, it was, it was a real chapter close in mm. in in a way because she had been quite ill for some time, and you know, the nature of that illness kind of made us all as a family really look at what's important mm. and you know i know what's important in life and i am not going to you know equate percentages to you know my profession is this important or my family's i know what's important and i feel that you know there's elements of of 
of all the facets in my life that make me happy and my work is one and you know it's just got to be something that allows me to get the best out of it and I, I haven't got that right I think a lot of people you know will move into their 40s and their 50s and still try and get it right oh, yeah. and I think that's okay too yeah can you ever get it right exactly I, I right yeah you know, I mean, there's lots of books about how to yes, do yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. on the speaking circuit and all that sort of stuff. But really, I haven't got it right. Yeah, no. <laughs> and it's so individual too, right? That's right. Yeah, it's got to be right. what works for you. And, you know, I, I know for one, and it's it's great that you could sort of ask me that hard question. Like, it's it's all one a good lore to say that, you know, 22 was hard and but how are you going to do things differently mm. like what are you going to do to to look after yourself and I, I do um and I'm super conscious of that because I, I I feel people's care for me on a daily basis and um I think you know in those moments of real hardship and and, and losing your mom is hard yeah. it's really hard I don't yeah. care what age you are I don't yeah. care at what point of a relationship you are in with your your family members it, it's really hard and and you know, I think it again attests to the the perspective that you need in life. You know, and you know sometimes there's things that that just need to be sort of put into that box, and mm. you know we can get over it and deal mm. with it and move on from it. And and sometimes, you know, our timetables. You know, I can I can imagine the anticipation of staff and students over the next week and seeing when your classes are, what yeah. teachers you have, and yeah. you know what the day looks like. And I know there's probably going to be a roller coaster of emotions that come with that, some disappointment, some frustration. But you know what? The sun will still rise tomorrow morning. Yeah. You will, you know, get up and you'll go to school and you'll you'll find great strength and resolve in in doing those little nitty gritty things. Yeah in order to prepare yourself for, yeah. you know, the hard things, because, you that's know. That's right. And I think that's the role, isn't it? The role is about, not so much about making everyone happy, but it's about seeing the sun come up with everybody else. Correct. And say, okay, what mm. does today hold? Because we don't, we don't know what tomorrow's going to hold, we don't know what the whole year's going to hold. Yes. And I always come to school in these weeks beforehand and think, Oh geez, I hope I've got something to do this year. <laughs> when you get to the end of the year, you think, man, that year, wow. How I know. That happen? You know, it's a, it's a good analogy. And I think, you know, just to add one other, like I said, I don't want to just live for the weekend either, right? Yeah. You know, you don't want to just kind of drag yourself over the line. Like I, I want there to be, for me personally, um, you know, and then for that to be you know sort of a, a model in my own professional life to to really sort of embrace every day as it is like monday should be really no different in some ways from saturday yeah. as to how yeah. i feel you know yeah. and i think it's trying to sort of you know yeah. tap into that a little bit too you know yeah. you're mentioning before the the well-being team mm-hmm. and we do have quite a team here we have heads of wellbeing, mm. heads of pastoral care, we have a number of counsellors, we have year coordinators, you know, there's a whole bunch of things. So you were talking before about your own school experience mm-hmm. and the people who cared for you there and the mm-hmm. people who modelled care for you. But I'm guessing you did not have, and I did certainly have, a head of pastoral care at your school. Mm-hmm. No. You didn't have counsellors at your school. No. 
and I'm, you know, I probably went to school before, way before you did, you know, horse and cart. <laughs> yes, no shoes. <laughs> no shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Had to <laughs> <laughs> write our lessons in chalk on the, on the paper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, things have changed a lot. For sure. But school, you know, didn't have that, that framework, that model when we were going to school, but now it does. And a lot of, a lot of schools are looking for you know, well-being mm. people and all those sorts of things. There's conferences about it. Mm. There's all of that. And it's important. We know it's important. We know that it's important because kids do struggle. Kids do suffer and they do need care. And it does need to be concentrated. But my question is, you know, I've seen it grow so much here. Can you overdo it, do you think? Can you overdo the amount of pastoral care you provide in an institution like a school? I don't know, like in, in, the, in, in the, the phrase or the frame you can overdo it. I think you can, you know, be so consumed with making everything right that you end up enabling young people mm. and, and consistently, you know, kind of, you know, they have all those different sort of, you know, analogies of, you know, the lawnmower being sort of done so that they can walk softly or, you know, that there's, a, a space where you know you're kind of protecting them from the elements of life and I think there's a lot that you can get wrong in that and I think that it's trying to really understand that you know the pastoral care model or the, the well-being model that you have in a community is created specifically for the needs of your students mm. and, and and the staff and what that looks like so um, what I love about skegs and there's lots and lots and lots of things i mean i i reflectively you know when you think about this time you know 11 years ago i didn't think i would fit in i didn't think i would be the right kind of educator mm. and uh the right kind of person to be in a community like this like you know i i'd never been to a chapel service um, mm. that was led by you know a reverend and a child like a, I, that in its a reverend reverend <laughs> I learned that pretty much from day one <laughs> um, I was nervous and yeah, you, sure. you you feel different and 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 so I had to really sort of step back and observe and absorb how I was going to be a part of this community but my goodness with open doors and welcome arms is how we sort of you know allow someone like me come in feel loved feel seen and you know is enriched in such a way that for me all I want to do is work harder and mm. for everybody for the staff and for the students and so you know, when I think about the nature of our team, and, and I talk about all our staff, because all of us, and we know this, are invested in the care of our students. We have specific roles, and I love that because there's a little bit of a chain of command, and, mm -hmm. you know, our form teachers start the day, and there's a warmth, and there's a greeting, but they're also there at the end to say, don't leave this classroom without your ribbon, mm -hmm. or you're going to cop a penalty point from me or <laughs> someone else when you walk outside that door. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. There's the year coordinators who who map out the vision of the year and you know when I think I've sat and spent some time even in the last week with Ashley Smith as our year seven coordinator who's who's grappling over what is the language and, and what is the vision that she's going to get the students to start and how important she's so invested to think about what that's going to look like yeah. and 
you know, I think the key there, Gary, is that everyone has a niche role. Like, I mean, our councillors are not are there to provide acute care in specialised clinician support, and 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 if you think about, you know, our young people are suffering, and there's there is a space of 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 a lot of fractured mental health. But mm. um, what I really sort of embrace and see for us moving forward is you know here we have these skill sets of individuals where you know our, our, our broader counseling team can present to the parent body and can have you know a, a sort of a program like tuning into teens run for you know eight weeks where they will allow some of our parents come in and say you know this is what I'm doing well what can I do differently you know and and that's across K to 12 and you know I think that that is something that sometimes people forget that you know it's not just that one particular job like and sometimes people might see the phrase counsellor as gosh you need a lot of that acute care there's so much more yeah. in that breadth of their role that they bring yeah. and and I think it comes down to the senior leaders and not just my role as the in student well-being or in the new appointment of, of head of student well-being programs it's all of us mm. and um we might have you know the you know the, the the time now to really think about the strategic vision of how we want to make sure that we are accessing contemporary and yeah. relevant practices and you know you, you can sort of you know acutely look at things like consent education or respectful relationships and you can think about sort of the nature of you know self-care for young mm. people and, and and are we delivering and creating opportunities for all the students to, you know, be upskilled and, and, and informed and empowered to be the best, you know, they can be. And yeah. I think that that's, you know, when you think about the space of overdoing it, um, I would love us to continue to, to culture, which is, you know, are we, you know, doing things well that we are currently doing? Um, and is there more opportunities to, to look at things that we can invest in? And I, I think there is, and I think yeah. that's the nature of school. It's dynamic. There, there has to be growth, and we need to be in a position to sort of, you know, ask ourselves, you know, are we delivering the best that we can? And and at the absolute forefront is, at, at every single question, is, is this the right thing for the students and yeah. our community? And that's a good question to finish with, isn't it? What, is this the right thing? Because it's tricky to formulate when you're talking about Ashley before and saying what's my vision going to be for mm. this group of people but you don't know what that group of people is going to be yet mm -hmm. and, and I think you know it's of, of course it's worth having good programs and, you know learning more mm. and all of that but that kid that walks into your door you don't know from day to day what their story is going to be mm -hmm. you don't know what they're going to bring to you and they they're different to the next kid who walks through your door who might have a similar story mm -hmm. but different history and experience and all of that so well I, I think you've really sort of surmised it right because that to me escapes yeah you know we're not going to create a framework that is in a square box and this is how it is I mean we have to continually see ourselves as a community of individuals and and you know I think that's where a lot of our families and, and a lot mm. of our, our students feel the most safe because they can be themselves in that way. And I think you're exactly right. The way that a young person presents on any given day is different from the next. Yeah. And 
Um, I like that you know there is a, a dynamic space of how the staff you know sort of lead the individual year groups uh, from you know the stage coordinators in primary right through to the year coordinators in, in the high school but our ethos is very clear to me and I think that you know whilst that is something that for some might not be written in scripted black and white it is uh, an underpinning uh, culture of a community that cares yeah. and you know I think if we kind of consistently hold that strong then we can you know look towards you know continually to guide and, and support and, and challenge and you know and it comes with all the the facets of, of a school the academic rigor you know the the, the spirit of the house system mm. the ethos of the um you know when i think about the heritage of the school and that the people who have gone before us um i i really value the um the, the legacy of what that looks like and you know there's a you know, many sayings, you know, when you walk in the shoes of, of others that have gone before you, but there is a consistent element of strength in this community that has gone from, you know, years and years gone by. Yeah, that's right. And it is, it's a good culture to keep cultivating. Yes, yeah. So to speak. I like that. At the end of the year, mm -hmm. here we are, speaking of the beginning of the year, got no idea what's ahead of us. Yes. At the end of the year, if we were to have this conversation again, mm. we might. <laughs> Episode 34. <laughs> uh, what do you reckon you'll be saying? What do you reckon you'll be thinking? Not, not where do you want to be, mm. because that's sort, of, that's sort of given by what you've already said, but what do you reckon you'll be saying? I'd hope to be saying, that, you know, reflectively, you know, what a great year, like, you know, yeah. what, what a, what another sort of piece of the jigsaw for me in the space of the, the, the ups and downs, the trials, yeah. the turbulations, like, you know, all of the, the breadth of what it is. But I, I'd hopefully be saying, you know, that again, you know, I'm grateful for the experience and mm -hmm. I am, you know, sort of humbled to be, you know, entrusted with such an important, you know, role within a school community and I'll be saying hopefully that, you know, I've, I've, I've done my best and I think that, you know, if that's what's sort of the feeling mm -hmm. projecting it forward, then, you know, I'll, I'll sleep well, have an evening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. I think you will be saying that. Hopefully, you'll be saying that. Well, but yes, yeah, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? It's it's interesting doing this at the beginning of the year and just not knowing. Mm. I always get to the beginning of the year, and even at my first lessons, my first classes, I always go in thinking, "Man, do I know how to do this?" <laughs> <laughs> I probably do that every lesson. <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's, I just, do, it's I weird do. having that break and starting, you know, with the school year. The school year starts very clean, doesn't it? Very it does. New. And it's always, always going with a little bit of trepidation. But that's healthy, Gary. Like, you know, that, that little bit of nerves, that little mm. bit of uncertainty, that little bit of, you know, that, that, that just shows you care. Because, mm. you know, you have these, you know, kind of 
wondrous mind sitting in front of you, you know, kind of already in their own sort of headspace thinking about what this class is going to look like, what this year is going to look like, what their friends and all of that. So um, I, I think that that's, you know, instinctively your own sort of, you know, kind of compass coming to the forefront mm. of, of, you know, reminding you that hopefully that you still enjoy what you're doing. Like even though there's still a... Able. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> look at you. You are. You're getting on a bit now. <laughs> you're well able. Come on. Um, but I do think, yeah, it is, it's, it's, it'd be more worrying if both of us were sitting here and were, you know, reluctant and hesitant. Yeah. And I, I think yeah. that that's something that, you know, is very detrimental to, uh, yeah. you know, an educator's sort of, you know, belief. And, yeah. you know, I think we can, we can lean into a little bit of nerves. We can lean into a little bit of uncertainty and, you know, it's really kind of, you know, seeing where that takes you yeah it is nice isn't it to have holidays and i know a lot of people have jobs where they dread going mm. back to work after mm. the holidays but i don't know if i've ever felt that and it's be nice to be on holidays <laughs> <laughs> still That's but, but it is a good place to be exactly right can. yes it is and you make it that place miss Connolly. it's good to have you here and be part of it all <laughs> That's very kind of you Mr Lee Lindsay but I know it's it's a uh, it is a team effort and, and I feel we are stronger together yes that's right well thank you very much for the conversation and I do wish you and everyone listening the best for 2023 whatever that might bring and that you'll get all that you need in order to get through whatever 2023 might bring as well if you have any questions or any feedback on what we've been talking about now that uh, you know what Laura's supposed to be doing this year, <laughs> <laughs> you might think, oh, she might be the person I need to talk to. Please let me know or Laura know. Both of us more than willing to have a chat to all of you. Take care, everyone. Look forward to seeing you in person as the year rolls on, out the front or inside, somewhere along the line. Have to catch up. Take care. See you later. Bye.